Glad to have you back. Uh, the Bill Michael Show continues on. Uh, Matt LaFleur at the podium talking right now to the media. We want to get back into that. Matt LaFleur talking to the media down in Indianapolis at the Scouting Combine. Here he is. Yeah, you, you always want to be respectful because I'm, I know it's a lot to take on. He's got a lot to think about, and um, certainly I, I'm making sure that I consistently uh, communicate with him, but um, also want to be respectful of, of his time and, and the process that he has to go through. I think you're always constantly evaluating your process and, and how you go about game planning. Um, certainly, I think there's going to be a learning curve for everybody and how we go about it with, with the new group that we have. Um, and that's something that I'm really looking forward to over the next few weeks and few months uh, as, as we you know, approach into the season of how are we going to do that, how are we going to be as efficient as possible and try to put our team in, in positions for success so we'll, like I said we'll kind of dive into that you know starting next week you guys good all right you're easy on that's me. it take care there you go a very short very sweet man LaFleur talking to the media so he uh, when asked specifically about Aaron Rodgers had a lot to say about Bisaccia um, Bisacci is uh, obviously the new special teams coach and talked about he can already see why so many players played for him and liked him and enjoyed him and what he can learn from him and such, obviously being a, a, a little bit older guy in the league. Same thing with Tom Clements. Uh, but he also then was asked specifically about Aaron Rodgers, and it was one question. It was short and sweet saying, we're giving him a space. Um, in contact with him, but we're giving him a space. And he can make his decision when he's ready. Um, so, again, they're not putting a deadline on it saying, you know, we need it today. But you heard yesterday, very specifically, Brian Gudikins said that, you know, we, we need an answer sooner rather than later. And they did not want to get this thing into free agency before he made a decision. Now, Rogers has stated uh, on a, uh, over, over again, unequivocally, that, yeah, he'll, he'll make a decision here in the next week. He said he would make a decision here in the next week. So we'll see if he actually does, because there's quite a bit riding on this, obviously. I think we all know that. But that's, you can only ask so much about it. I mean, they're not going to answer anything. They're not going to give you anything. And they're certainly not going to say anything in regards to, forcing Rodgers to make a decision or what have you. You know, um, it just, they seem like they can say, we are just going to let him ride it out. They are, as Brian Gudekin said, they believe they have a, a championship quality team and they're just waiting on the quarterback to make up his mind.
Yeah, that's about it. So we'll we'll kind of hold our breath and hope that a, a decision is made sooner rather than later. By the way, uh, really good article. I was, I was flipping through Paul Doherty, uh, and it made it through the uh, to Twitter, but it, it's out of the Cincinnati Enquirer. He wrote an article uh, regarding Mom, Rob Manfred. And he said, uh, Major League Baseball Commissioner Manfred declared Tuesday baseball is going to be delayed. He failed, by the way, in uh, in bold letters, at the one job he was tasked to do. He didn't exactly word it that way. Rather, Manfred said this in reference to the past few years of non-negotiation. Quote, a lot of rhetoric was negative with respect to the clubs, the commissioner's office, me. That environment someone else created. And it's an environment in which it's tough to build bridges. In other words, it's not my fault. That's what Rob Manfred is saying. Uh, Doherty says, you had one job. One job. Canceling games is just the latest evidence that nobody involved gives a damn about the people who've enriched themselves and their businesses with baseball. You buy the stadia, you pay for the apps that allow you to watch. You pay for the tickets and the beers, the jerseys, the salaries, the lives of these people that these people enjoy. You are the reason that owning a baseball team is like owning a gold mine where the gold never runs out. You ask only that they cash your checks without complaint and keep the game going. The concern about our fans is at the very top of consideration, Manfred said. Look, he says, look, do us a favor. If you're going to talk down to us, at least try not to insult our collective intelligence. Then explain in detail how canceling games is a part of your master plan to please your customers. And he says that wasn't even the biggest whopper Manfred attempted from the podium in in Jupiter, Florida yesterday. There was this. He said, the last five years have been very difficult years from a revenue perspective because of the pandemic. Aside from the revision of history, fewer, he says, few of us were aware of, did you know, COVID-19 arrived five years ago? Manfred's statement was a flat-out lie. Was a flat-out lie. He says the revenue share is in the billions. Listen to this, 2016, 9.03 billion. 2017, 9.46 billion. 2018, 9.9 billion. 2019, 10.37 billion. That's the record, the highest ever. He said, somebody please pump cash in MLB before it's too late, call FEMA or something. The pandemic did cause the 2020 disaster, yes. The players mitigated that disaster by taking the prorated pay and agreeing to expanded playoffs in a financial season. We all get that. Meanwhile, the players' payrolls are down 4.6% since 2017. And Manfred says the de facto salary cap, known as the competitive balance tax, is the one mechanism the game has for leveling the proverbial playing field. Even that's debatable, according to the New York Times. Basically saying... You're a liar, Rob Manfred. You're an idiot, you're stupid, and you really think we're stupid, and you're a liar. 
some scathing words coming out. Paul Doherty's a longtime columnist. I mean, I followed him when I was a kid. So, he, I mean, that's, that's about as scathing as scathing gets when it comes to a report on Rob Manfred and how bad he is as a commissioner and how much he just doesn't care about the fans. It's all crap. It's all money. Screw you. They're going to get theirs. That's basically it. That's basically it. The revenue share has gone up to over $10 billion, and salaries have come down. Stupid contracts have gone up, but salaries have come down, and they still scream poor, and the players, you know, this is the reason the players turned them down. Reason the players turned them down. So there you go. Just wanted to bring that up. I saw that cross the wire, and I'm like, wow, that's, as I'm sitting here listening to, uh, I, I'm sitting here listening to, uh, to, to, you know, Matt LaFleur, it's like, wow. That's about as scathing as scathing gets. Huh. Uh, 877-867-1671. Hit us up. Uh, give us a shout. Uh, Robin says, so what will be the moment Aaron realizes he wants to go back to Green Bay? Will he be biting into a piece of cheese and it will remind him of the Packers at that moment he will then resign? The moment Rodgers realizes, I think he, he, he I, I think this is what it is. Rodgers wants to come back. That's it. He wants to come back. He wants to be the highest paid player. They're working out the terms to be able to do that. And then Rodgers is probably saying, as a guy that wanted to be a part of the decision-making process, remember, they're probably going, okay, Aaron, if this is what you make, how are we going to afford this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy? And Rodgers is like, oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I just got out of a colon cleanse. I don't know how to do that. Have you signed Devontae yet? And they're saying we can't sign everybody. We're gonna have to tag Devontae. Devontae's gonna be pissed off because you want this amount of money. This is it. So what do we do? Well, I don't know. I only wanted to be a part of the decision making process. That's it. I wanted to be a part of it. I didn't want to be all of it. 877-867-1670. By the way, so the Packers stand right now about $25 million under the cap or over the cap. Aaron Rodgers going into next season. If Aaron Rodgers makes $50 million next year, if that's the report, between 46 and 50, he will make 23% of the team's total salary cap space, if that's what it comes down to. 23%. Now, Zadarius Smith, to come back to the Packers, is going to have to take a lot less money. Extend that whole thing out, because right now he's due to be 13.10% of the team's total salary cap. He can't do that. But Rodgers would be 23% of the team's total salary cap. Think about that number for a minute. We're talking about 13.9. No quarterback has ever won a title making more than 13.9%. But he would end up getting 23% of the team's total salary cap. Think about that. Uh, We should be joined shortly by our good buddy Mike Clemens. 
Uh, he'll be talking to us, so we're going to chat with him coming up here in just a little bit. Stay tuned for that. We'll get his reaction to what Matt LaFleur had to say. And uh, Mike and I talked a little bit last night as well. Uh, I still get the sense that Gutekinds, it's kind of the Mexican standoff. He's waiting for Rodgers. Rodgers is waiting for Adams. Adams is waiting for Rodgers. The Packers aren't going to deal with Adams until they know what Rodgers is going to do. Rodgers doesn't want to deal with them until he knows what Adams is going to do. And he doesn't realize that the quarterback is the most important position and has to fall first. He also doesn't realize that anything over 13.9% of the team's total salary does not earn you a championship. So they're trying to figure that out. That's where we're at. No decision. Tick-tock. Clock is ticking. He said he would make a, a decision prior to free agency and prior to the end of the franchise tag, which basically puts him on the clock for next Tuesday. So we'll see what happens and if he keeps his word. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Continue. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Sean and the gang over there, they get uh, so they do such great work. They've done work at my house, uh, and every time somebody goes to the gym and looks at the floor, they're like, wow, this is really nice. And I always tell them, Epoxy Flooring Done Right, Sean did a great job with my place. He can do it with yours from Milwaukee to Green Bay to Madison, everywhere in between. EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. That's EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. Different colors, finishes. They can even paint the room for you as well. Call them, 262-443-2852. If you're a homeowner, if you're a business owner with a small showroom, or maybe industrial, again, call them, 262-443-2852. 262-443-2852. That's Epoxy Flooring Done Right. That's Epoxy Flooring done right tell them we sent you that's epoxy flooring done right hey real quick too don't forget about our friend lyle and the gang out of jnl tire service uh, center out in johnson creek just north of 94 goodyear dunlop kelly tires but they're best known for their service backing it up guaranteeing it and the wonderful work that they Well, some technical difficulties with Bill uh, on site in his studio. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get Bill back online um, while we're waiting for that to happen. Ben Wargle joined us earlier to talk about Wisconsin's win over Purdue last night and Big Ten regular season championship. Oh. Here's, here's some of Ben's appearance on the show from earlier today. Well, I've been around this team uh, covering this program since 03. And I've been, there's been some good ones over the time period there. There's been some loud environments, and I don't know if it's because I'm getting a little bit older um, or they put in new speakers, but um, hmm. that building was as loud as I've heard it in, in almost 20 years last night. It was a great atmosphere, and it was a fantastic college basketball game. Both teams are you know, quality programs. Both have a, a lineup that can carry them in this month. And it came down to a, a kiss off the glass and, and a court storming last night. Um, it, it, was a, it was a really fun atmosphere just to kind of sit and soak in uh, while we're on deadline. So let's start first and foremost. Greg Gard, Coach of the Year in a Big Ten, hands down. Um, I don't know who else you could vote for. Um, 
for for a program pick to finish tenth in the league, considering all he had to replace a team that really didn't have a proven score coming back. Uh, they brought back one senior who was one of the worst two point shooters in the country last season, and Brad Davison. So many newcomers to this program, uh, so many underclassmen, um, and this team. You expected this team to have some bumps in the road, some some dips and some valleys, and they really haven't had any really bad performances. And we're entering here, you know, the second day of March. They have been remarkably consistent. They've been gritty. They've been tough. Um, it, it's been a really impressive team just to watch mature from November to now and. Greg Gard has pushed all the right buttons with this team. And, you know, I mean, hands down, he should be coach of the year. And, and heck, he, he probably should garner some attention for national coach of the year, too. Welcome back. There you go. That's some uh, some of the thoughts of Ben Wurgle from earlier today at Rivals. You can read his stuff there. Uh, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, just gone for a second, and everything rebooted, and back, and here we are. So, Good to be back. Um, we're going to check in and see if we can't find uh, our guy Mike Clemens on the ground down in uh, Indianapolis. We'll get his thoughts on what Matt LaFleur had to say. He might be right now actually in the uh, – because Matt LaFleur was on the on the big podium. Um, and he may be right now in the scrum with the local media talking to Matt LaFleur. So we'll see what comes out of that coming up here in just a little bit. But stay tuned for that. Uh, getting back to the Badgers, and that is really, I mean, let's be honest, that's the hot topic. Oh, by the way, I wanted to make a mention of this. Uh, Jeff Goodman, and Jeff Goodman uh, is an analyst at the stadium, covers uh, college basketball, previously with CESPN and CBS. He is reporting that uh, Pat Baldwin Jr. Senior has been fired by UW-Milwaukee. He is reporting that he has been fired by UW-Milwaukee. That's according to Jeff Goodman. So it just kind of, kind of caught. Um, reading this, but uh, and I'm trying to find out if it's been reported. In, yes, Pat Baldwin uh, has been relieved of his duties as the head coach of UWM. The school announced uh, in five seasons, the Panthers finished fifty-seven and ninety-two. Fifty-seven and ninety-two. Since they let go of uh, of Rob Jeter, really, the program has never been the same. Jeter kept them competitive, and they were supposed to get better, and their athletic director, who at the time was pretty much of a train wreck, um, and it was a power struggle from within. They've done. I mean, it's a shame. This was a team that was a Sweet 16 team under Bruce Pearl. Go back a couple of decades. And it's not that far out of our memory from what it was, and it's, it's just been a train wreck ever since. Pearl left. Jeter kind of held the program together, kept boosters and sponsors engaged, was a good name to have there, and then it got into a power struggle. And so rather than let the head coach be the head coach, they cut Rob Jeter loose, and it's been awful. It's been awful. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to uh, shoot us a note, you can uh, on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels at Bill underscore Michaels. You can also find us over on the uh, Facebook fan page. You can find us on YouTube, find us on Twitch. You can also email the show Bill Mike or the Bill Michaels at gmail.com. That's the Bill Michaels at gmail.com. Um, this was from Mark who said, uh, listening to, uh, listening to Matt LaFleur, 
He said, uh, Matt sounds like he wants to give Aaron all the time to make a decision. Why has Aaron not made a decision yet? I don't know. It's got to be irritating. Right? It's got to be irritating. This is, I, I, yeah. if you get a contract worked out, that's a few more years for Rodgers, say three more, four more, then it's done. You don't have to go through this every year because then you've given him that stability that he's been seeking, right? But what do you, what do you need to do? What else needs to be done? I don't, uh, I, you know, whatever. It, it just, it's mind-boggling that it's taking this long and people are getting antsy. The team needs to know all that. And they can't make a move, and they can't do anything in free, free agency until they really figure this thing out. We all know that, right? So who knows? Who knows? We'll sit here and wait. Um, <laughs> Mark says, what about Brady coming to Green Bay? No, he's not coming here. He's not coming here. Um... Uh, goes on the afternoon show off season unless he makes a special appearance. Are you talking about Pat McAfee, John? If Rogers takes that takes that time and goes to the Pat McAfee show, okay, then I would get it. If he would make some kind of an appearance, say tomorrow or Friday, okay, yeah, I could see that. We'll see. See what he does. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at. Um, Burn Pit Barbecue. Go to burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com for all that they have to offer. More of the Bill Michael Show is coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Continuing on, and a couple of seconds to go before we get out of here, open to hear from uh, Mike Clements here at some point. I know that he is um, speaking to Matt LaFleur, and they have a chance to talk with him uh, after the fact, after he ended up uh, clearing the podium from the national media, which is what we heard. And then they do a private one-on-one with local media uh, kind of backstage uh, after the fact. So we'll find out uh, what he had to say uh, coming up here, hopefully before the end of the program. So hang in there for that. Um, by the way, UWM, uh, the Panthers have cut loose Pat Baldwin Sr. He has been let go. Uh, so he is no more as their head coach. A very subpar performance, I guess, uh, when it comes to his coaching career. Meanwhile, uh, Matt LaFleur, they're trying to balance, uh, you know, uh, telling Rodgers how much they love him with trying not to be annoyed by the fact that he hasn't made a decision yet. And you heard Matt LaFleur earlier say that we're just, you know, it would be unfair just to give him time. Um, I don't know what else needs to be done. But as you and I have discussed uh, for a while now, it has been uh, no word 
as to, as far as to uh, if anything has been reached. In the meantime, you got uh, the good news is that the Badgers now have Nebraska coming up on Sunday, and they get that win. They win the Big Ten outright. They have the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, get a few wins, and you might find yourself as a number two seed in the NCAA tournament. And it's we'll talk more and more about that as the tournament gets underway. But a lot of uh, Badger talk coming up probably Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, going into next week for sure. But um, but we'll talk more about that um, coming up here in a little bit. By the way, the uh, Giants have now officially released the tight end. Kyle Rudolph, and running back Devontae Booker. Um, somebody had brought that to my attention because uh, they said, well, uh, would Rudolph make a nice pickup? It, again, here's the problem. Yeah, he would. He would make a great pickup. But they can't do anything until they find out what kind of money they have. This is Now, again, free agency hasn't started yet. You're going to start kind of laying that groundwork eventually for players, for what your needs are, and you're going to start looking at people. But, you know, you have until next Tuesday to franchise tag a player. Otherwise, they become an unrestricted free agent. And we, we assume that the Packers will do that if they feel they're going to lose Devontae Adams. But Williams says, uh, would you go after Kyle Rudolph? Let him know that you're in the market for a tight end. With the uncertainty of Robert Tunyon coming back, they need a pass-catching tight end specifically in the red zone. I agree with all of that. But, William, even if it gets to free agency, if you don't have that answer from Rodgers, there's nothing you can do. Why go out and buy and spend money on free agents if you're, you know, if you're, <laughs> if you're not in it, if you're not, if you're not really going for it, you know? That's, that's where you're at. Um, now Adam rank, he's a family fantasy analyst for the NFL network. He just tweeted out PSA, Aaron Rodgers will play for the green Bay Packers this season. Russell Wilson will play for the Seattle Seahawks this season. That is all. So that's Adam rank of the NFL network. He's a fantasy analyst. I would assume he doesn't have any more insight than anybody else does, but he just tweeted that out. Just uh, just tweeted that out just a, just a second ago. Uh, Drew writes in the email inbox, he says, Bill, what is the likelihood that Aaron Rodgers announces over the weekend when the coverage of him is light? Drew, there won't be light. Co- if he announces, it won't be light coverage. It may get washed a little bit until Monday. But it'll put him at the forefront come Monday morning when it comes to uh, when it comes to coverage. There is no down news cycle. I mean, Friday night into Saturday morning, Saturday night into Sunday morning, it's kind of a down news cycle. But for the most part, with the advent of Twitter and social media and such, yeah, you you're you're almost right away a topic, regardless. Because it comes to everybody's phone, it comes to everybody's computer, you know, it comes to watches now, I mean, you know, depending on your breaking news. So I'm not, I, I would assume, look, if if he indeed is going to make a decision or has made a decision, like I said before, 
it would play out because the Packers would be able to make some moves. So it would begin to play out to say they can make these moves because Aaron Rodgers, they know the money. They can then turn around to Devontae Adams and say, this is what we want to do, which means they can talk to Devontae and Devontae's people are going to know because then they're going to be informed that they have this negotiation ability that they hadn't had up until this point. You know what I mean? It becomes a trickle-down effect, and it all hinges on Aaron Rodgers. It all hinges on Aaron Rodgers. Um, Alan writes uh, to us real quick. He said, uh, I'm tired of the Rodgers drama. Just make a decision already and put us out of our misery. As Packers fans, we want to see you come back. And if you're not willing to come back wholeheartedly, then what the hell are you waiting for? Just make the announcement you're going to retire and go the F away. Uh, Michael says, how about them Badgers? Uh, what else can we say about Greg Gard's uh, decisions this season? He's been spot on in damn near every call. It has been a pleasure to watch Badger basketball. I cannot wait for Sunday to celebrate officially. They are the number one team in the Big Ten after expectations were so low. My, that's from Michael. Michael, I, it's, that's, I love it. 70-67, they get a win last night. They knock off number eight, Purdue. And uh, it was pandemonium. Pandemonium out at the Kohl Center. By the way, I saw Tom Oates have something interesting to say a little bit earlier, and it was when Matt LaFleur was speaking. Tom Oates tweeted out, can we stop arguing about if that was the loudest crowd ever at the Kohl Center? I'm sure there have been loud crowds there before. But it's like people have to get into the argument as to whether or not last night was the loudest or not. Who cares? It was great. It was great. Ben, you've probably been to some loud games at the Kohl Center, right? I have. I find it funny because everyone Last argues- night off, off the hook? Oh, it was. But, I, I mean, I wasn't there. I heard it through the television. The argument I hear is, oh, but it didn't sound loud on TV. It's like, who cares? Well, that's not, yeah, that, it, first of all, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter because TV, what you don't understand is, it's not like they put just a microphone out there and turn it on and here you go. Here's the sound. It sounds quiet. They have to have it set up correctly. You have to have the right mic. You have to have the right engineer. Sometimes it'll sound louder when it's not because they have the mic turned up. There's a trick to the trade of making it sound like it's a really good crowd. And if you've got an engineer that tends to want to give more gain, if you will, to the announcers than to the crowd, so that the announcers in no way, shape, or form ever get drowned out, then it's always going to sound less, less, uh, less loud. When we go out to spring training, um, now, you know, we haven't done it on this network, but three years ago when we were out there, you turn, you have an external microphone, it hangs out of the broadcast booth, and we turn it up. And you can actually hear in the background the guy mowing the grass and the birds chirping. It's a, it, it, it can be, on one hand, it can be annoying because it's in the broadcast, but on the other hand, it gives you that mental image of being able to see grass being cut, of the birds chirping, of, of warm weather. Of, of baseball getting ready to start, it paints a mental image. And so it just depends on how loud you turn it up and turn it down. But everybody that was there last night said that place was rocking. Said it was absolutely rocking. So, I'm hey, I'm, I'm all for it, man. I got to go back that to what you... That place was the loudest ever? Great. Yeah. I got to go, go back to what you read before Tom's tweet. If someone's talking about celebrating again on Sunday, I don't know if I can physically do that. (laughs) 
you, uh, he's talking, I think, about celebrating being joyous. You're talking about celebrating uh, making Regent Street and such uh, your home base throughout the evening. I, I don't Correct? think another 2 a.m. work night is feasible in my future. Right. Yeah, those aren't those aren't easy to wake up uh, wake up from. That I'll give you. Um, this is from Douglas, who says, "So, what about Pat, Pat Baldwin Jr.'s commitment?" Pat Baldwin Jr. was considered the best college prospect basketball player coming into this season. Now, granted, he got banged up, but it is not. UWM has that was their that was their highlight was the signing of Patrick Baldwin Jr. That he was picking UWM. Remember, he had offers from everywhere, everywhere, and he chose UWM, which made a lot of us go, "This is great." He'll put the program back on the map from where it was when Bruce Pearl left. But it also left a lot of people scratching their head going, no offense, but he chose UWM. Why? And now, let's say he wants to transfer. I'm sure some of those those you know, those those offers are still gonna be there, but you'd have to think some of these things have been diminished by a, a beyond subpar season coming out of the Panthers and become and coming out of Patrick Baldwin Jr. Because there were some saying, this guy's a one-and-done. He's going to take UWM to the Sweet 16, and he'll be gone. And pff, nothing. Now he goes somewhere next year. Say he accepts Kentucky's offer or Auburn's offer, or he goes to Michigan State or you know wherever else he wanted to go because he had offers from everywhere. Say he goes there and ends up flourishing. Then it's an emphatic stamp on his own father as a head coach. How bad that system was, how bad that circumstance was. Or he just goes to these one of these other programs and you never hear from him again. And one of the worst decisions he ever made in his life was maybe to go play for his dad. So who knows? Uh, final segment of the program coming up. We're going to step away. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Bill Michael Show. We continue on wrapping things up today. Uh, apparently, the Packers had some interest in a wide receiver out of Ohio State, Chris Olave. Uh, according to some of the reports coming out of uh, out of Indianapolis, as the Packers and they, uh, as their representatives and scouting department, continue to look uh, for prospects coming in to this year's NFL draft, and the Packers and linebacker Preston Smith's agents are expected to be in contact on a potential contract extension as well. So that news uh, came out about three hours ago, a couple of hours ago. And uh, so they're waiting to uh, find out, though, uh, what the availability of cash is going to be. Again, Preston Smith is sitting there wanting to know, what am I going to get? And the Packers cannot make a move until 
they get word from from Aaron Rodgers. So we'll 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 see. Uh, by the way, and I had said this before, Matt Lafleur when he was meeting with the media. And uh, it doesn't appear that we're going to get Mike Clemens on unless he calls here in the next couple of minutes. He was uh, running around down on the floor in Indianapolis. But Matt LaFleur uh, was asked specifically uh, about Aaron Rodgers. How much did Aaron Rodgers have a say in the role of Tom Clemens, the new quarterbacks coach, being hired? And without hesitation, Matt LaFleur said, and I quote, oh, he had a significant role, end quote. He's coming back. We're just waiting to see what the details are going to be. But he's coming back. Make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. Aaron Rodgers is going to end up in Green Bay again. So all this stuff, rumors, circulations and such, all coming out uh, as we as we kind of wrap things up here on a Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow on the program, I'm not going to be here. It's going to be uh, Ben and Grand Bills tomorrow. Correct me uh, if I'm wrong, Ben. Yes, right? it is. So uh, what do you have upcoming tomorrow? Any that, baseball chatter or not? That's a good question. So they go back to the bargaining table tomorrow. Um, we'll see. Yeah, there will be some baseball. I mean, hopefully there aren't any insanely negative headlines broken um, in that camp. I don't see anything getting done, but we'll talk about it. And, and as it's, you know, progressing, more on the Badgers uh, entering the Big Ten tournament. And aside from that, I have no clue. We'll see. Um, watch tomorrow be the day that Roger says, Hey, I'm coming back he, when I'm gone. He would find a way to do that. You know, he would find a way to screw me over. Yeah. He'd do that. Uh, again, uh, Matt LaFleur, uh, being asked by numerous outlets about uh, Tom Clements saying he had a significant role. Aaron Rodgers did in the hiring of Tom Clements. You find it very hard to believe that the Packers and Rodgers go through the entire process without a strong belief that he's going to be back. I, I, I'm in 100% agreement. I still believe that Rodgers is coming back. I still believe he wants to be the highest paid player. They're trying to figure out the numbers. They're trying to figure out the years. They're trying to make sure that this thing is done and done correctly and gives them enough flexibility in some way, shape, or form to be able to go out and get other guys. And, and like we had mentioned earlier, uh, Preston Smith's representation is now waiting to hear as to what Rodgers is going to do and hear back from the Packers because they cannot make a decision just yet until at some point Rogers decides what's going on. By the way, let's do uh, real quick. He gave us a buzz. Let's go. Uh, let's go down to Indianapolis, where we got our own Mike Clemens on the ground down there. Michael, how you doing? What do you find out? Uh, we just got done talking to Matt. Uh, Matt Lafleur did you know the national press up at the podium. Uh, I think he was only asked one Aaron Rodgers question out of about uh, a dozen or so, and you know it, it was pretty much the the same thing we anticipated. I'll tell you, you know. Um, this time of the year, particularly dealing with these 32 NFL head coaches, uh, unless, unless they're out with you, like a golf outing in Wisconsin, this is like the most relaxed we get them. This is when they get the most amount of sleep because their GMs and scout right. teams are, you know, talking these draft picks. So these guys are on a good mood. It's relaxed. It's like, you know, don't talk about my last four losses or anything like that. Let's be positive and talk about these young play players that are here. So, so, you know, there's things that I wanted to ask about the last month of the season. Today wasn't the place. In terms of Aaron Rodgers, um, it's clear that he is still, oh, my God, well, okay, the Packers front office just blocked by me. 
there goes the team doctor. Hi, Tim. Um, the, the the bottom line is, uh, sure, you know, LaFleur talks to Rodgers eh, probably once a week or something, feels them out. They don't get too deep into it. They keep it light. Uh, but the directly, we talked a lot today about the coaching changes because LaFleur has made three or four changes, and he's lost Nathaniel Hackett, who's really, you know, Nathaniel, when he would do his press conferences, first of all, A, he was probably completely gassed and tired, and secondly, he didn't want to overstep his coach. Well, he's now he's now looking like one of the sharpest young minds in the NFL with his presentations, with his concepts, and, you know, the guys that he tried to bring from Green Bay along with him. So uh, now these are these huge shoes to fill. Can, can Adam Stenovich step up from offensive line coach in three years and become your offensive coordinator and help LaFleur out and teach that. And today I asked about Mike Smith, the outside linebackers coach, who, you know, we played that clip from Rashawn Gary almost broke down in tears how much this guy has meant to him. And it sounds to me like, you know, Smith, you know, it was that LaFleur tried to hang on to Smith, but Mike Smith decided, you know what, I'm going to the Vikings, I'm getting a promotion, I'm getting a pay raise, I'm working for my guy, Mike Pettin, and he left for Minnesota. So that means he's replaced from an outsider, a guy who's got about 20 years of coaching experience, eight or nine in the NFL. This Jason Rebovich, he is, uh, and the connection there, he was a coach at the Bills when Nathaniel Hackett was, was with the Bills six or seven years ago. So, you know, they had that mm-hmm. kind of an intel. But you got a new outside linebackers coach. Lastly, Tom Clements, Matt LaFleur was asked, so if Aaron Rodgers hadn't brought up Tom Clements, would he be here? And and LaFleur said, no, absolutely. It was it was because Aaron Rodgers wanted Tom Clements. So point blank, he answered why they brought back 68-year-old Tom Clements as the new quarterback's coach of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, because they really didn't have any kind of a connection. And and this is a much younger staff. So to bring Clements back at the age, like you said, of 68, it was, it's just an odd move if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, right? Well, you know, Aaron Rodgers, instead of Amari Rodgers, you know, the rookie that you drafted, and developing in the slot, they bring back Randall Cobb. Instead of Matt LaFleur, who apparently knows how to hire coaches because one just got hired as a head coach just after two or three years into his first gig, and the other guys are heavily sought after as coordinators, as you know, getting investments around the league. So it's like, why don't you just let Matt do his job and find the brighter young minds? But obviously there's a comfort level. Obviously that's a huge sign that Aaron Rodgers said, well, one of the things I'd like is if you could come back, you fill that slot with Tom Clements. They've done that, and they've eliminated all those excuses from 12. So, Mike, I know I was listening to Matt LaFleur during the uh, the public presser, and he just said, you know, they talk, they don't really get into too much, they're just giving him his space. But Gutekinds was emphatic yesterday saying we cannot make a move without him making a move, and we can't do this uh, in this period of time, he keeps keeps saying that he's going to try to get it done here in the next week. And I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers waiting until he has to announce it on the Pat McAfee show come Tuesday, right? Right, Bill. And, you know, I think it's been pointed out, too, some of these other free agents, you know, like a Devondre Campbell or a Rasul Douglas, it, they could start, you know, entertaining uh, with other teams, you know, during that, that, that tentative period before March 16th. So you're holding up their market value if they're going to take a bid somewhere else in the league. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the sooner the better for Rodgers and that Russ Ball and, this, and the Packers can go back and try and save as many of those guys or restructure a couple more veterans in order to make that all happen. So it's, you know, it's, we're now into the first week of March, 
and I don't know what else Rogers is is waiting for. Someday we'll find out, but it ain't going to be because they signed Devontae Adams first. According to the Packers, they got to sign the quarterback first. Yeah, I know there's a little bit of uh, talk about the Packers having interest uh, in uh, some wide receivers. They've talked to a couple of people, but we really get underway with the combine coming up here tomorrow, don't we? When we start uh, looking at the NFL Network and seeing guys run around in shorts and physicals and underwear and stuff. They start the workouts, yep. You know, and already some of these players have already been here two or three days. And that, that uh, Jameson Williams, the kid who, the speedy wide receiver for Alabama who went down with a torn ACL, the first two teams he talked to were the Buffalo Bills and last night the Green Bay Packers. How about that? Interesting, interesting. My great stuff, and uh, you and I will talk again. Uh, later in the week, uh, you, I'm sure you're going to call the guys tomorrow as well, give them a lowdown. But uh, good stuff, and we'll talk soon, pal. Appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. There you go. That's our own Mike Clemens live down in Indianapolis. We'll find out. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe Rogers makes an announcement tomorrow when I'm not here. Please, no. I'll be back on Friday. Yeah, I know. Ben and Grand Bills will take you the rest of the way tomorrow. I'll be back on Friday. Until then, time for us to go. Have a going. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.